Hey, welcome to the George Army National Guard Fence Post Podcast, Sergeant's Major Edition. I'm your host for today, Command Sergeant Major John Ballinger. I'm your state Command Sergeant Major. And I'll tell you, when we first started looking at doing a podcast for the 48th Infantry Brigade Combat Team, you know, I wanted to make sure that we had different perspectives uh, when we start flattening uh, communication out there and just take a look at that at different levels. So there's going to be uh, two different podcasts that we're going to shoot, um, but today we're going to start with the command team. So I have with me today Volunteer 6 and Volunteer 7, Colonel Jason Baker and Command Sergeant Major Ray Kenny. Gentlemen, welcome today. I appreciate y'all coming in and spending some time with us to talk about the future upcoming mobilization for the 48th Infantry Brigade Combat Team. Hey, good morning, Sergeant Major. Thanks a lot for uh, for inviting us out. It really does mean a lot that the the senior levels of leadership in our organization has a concern and interest about what we're doing, uh, us and our soldiers. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to have uh, the opportunity to talk about what we have coming up in the brigade and just to share a little bit with you about uh, everything that we have going on. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Always always a pleasure to be here on the podcast. Come spend some time with you. Have uh, myself and Colonel Baker up here to give some, some info out to the rest of the state uh, about the upcoming deployment and just to be able to, to, to share that information and that way everybody understands kind of where we are, where we're going, and uh, how they can come be a part of the team if they want to be. Yeah, so as, as I kind of looked at some questions that I thought would resonate through the force, you know, in a, my previous job was uh, where you're sitting now as Volunteer 7. So me and uh, Colonel Baker, V6, have faced some of these challenges that we're going to talk about today. Um, I thought we did a pretty good job uh, looking at them, but you bring Sergeant Major Kenny a different perspective than I did. You know, and so kind of wanted to get out there and talk that and just see how y'all are handling some of these changes. And then, of course, the, the upcoming mobilization, how are y'all going to, as a command team, have a positive impact on the 48th Brigade, as I know you will. So speaking of that, you know, this is a little bit of an unusual deployment for the 48th. You know, typically as a 48th Brigade, you know, we have uh, usually deployed in a kinetic environment, a little bit hostile mobilizations, you know, in the past. Um, but this one too is going to be a complex mission, you know, very complex environment. You got several different areas of operations out there. And so how do you look at this mission versus that mission and still talk to your soldiers about how important this is that not only is it important to the George Army National Guard and the 48th Infantry Brigade combat team, but how is it going to change, um, the focus, um, of all areas of operation, what we're doing, and why is that so important for y'all? Well, I'll tell you, Sergeant Major, I appreciate that question because it is a, a lot different of a mobilization than, than, than the 48th has been, been used to. Normally, uh, we've got all our soldiers going to one place, you know, the leadership's all together, uh, but this time, it's significantly different. Uh, and so we're gonna be decentralized. So what becomes really key uh, for the success is the right leadership uh, in positions because everybody's not going to be attached to the brigade. Uh, everybody's going to be under different chains of commands, but they're going to carry with them uh, the swag of the brigade, how we operate, how we act, and and just be the example that everybody looks looks us to be. Not only in the in the guard uh, overall, uh, in the state, in the nation, but also with the other countries that we're going to be working with. Because anytime anyone sees the U.S. patch, we are the standard in who they want to be like. And so uh, that's what we're going to bring to the fight. Uh, and that's how it's a lot different. You know, Sergeant Major Kenny and I, um, 
just like uh, any leader, whether it's at the platoon sergeant, platoon leader level, company commander, uh, first sergeant, battalion commander, uh, battalion sergeant major, uh, brigade commander, brigade sergeant major, we always want our soldiers to be with us uh, where we are. Um, but we're not going to have that this time. So what happens is we have to have a, a lot of trust at all levels of leadership of, hey, we've trained hard, we've done the right thing, we have our soldiers prepared, and as we're away operating alone and unafraid in these different locations, we're going to give our best effort 100%, get all that, that, that leadership uh, exercise, uh, all that experience, and bring it back home so we can become even better for the next time our, our state nation calls upon us. Yes, sir. And just to double down on that, I think if you if you look at our motto, volunteer, send me, uh, this whole every, – everyone here is a volunteer. Nobody's been conscripted or, you know, drafted to come in here. As of today. As of today, <laughs> right. Moving forward, we hope we keep that we keep that going. Look at our retention numbers. That's how we keep yeah. that from happening. So when you look at from, – from you and I together in Iraq and a couple trips to Afghanistan, uh, I know Colonel Baker's been, been there as well in all those theaters – uh, with us or alongside us at some point in time before we all got together. So you take that, that breadth of experience in our senior leaders, and then we say, hey, well, now we're going to operate in this decentralized command structure. And, and I think based – I don't think I know based on the experiences we've had and all the deployments that the 48th Brigade has been on, those leaders are poised right now to be the exact people we need in those key leadership positions to carry on the brigade's standard, how we do business, and to be able to be out there – in a different geographical area, and their their command philosophy is nested with mine and Colonel Baker's, and here at the state, and know that we're not going to have any problems, and that's how that we're going to be successful in these areas. Yeah, I think Colonel Baker made a great point uh, when he talked about when we when other entities notice or see the American flag on the uniform, but I tell you the other patch is extremely important is the 48th Brigade patch, and no matter where you go, either Conyus or on Conyus in the state, outside the state, in any organization. You know, that thing to me is like a beacon of light, and everybody sees it. And I think the expectations when somebody sees the 48th Brigade patch on your uniform, their expectations automatically are extremely high. Um, and they know that that soldier that has that patch on is one of the best in the nation, if not the best in the nation. So I know that that's going to resonate throughout the force too, which is a great segue and kind of to the next area I'd like to talk about. And, sir, I know me and you have, have uh, had this challenge and c continues to be a challenge, and, and, and we've, we've fought it for a while. Um, I think we've been really successful. But, you know, since 9-11 and really 2005, the 48th Brigade has mobilized Iraq, three deployments to Afghanistan, mul multiple state partnership rotations with the country of Georgia into Africa, XCTCs, you know, JRTC rotations, NTC rotations, Hurricane responses, the, the COVID response, civil unrest, uh, the state's inauguration mission uh, that we supported in D.C., and then everything of the pre-mob. Some people don't realize that how much time that we ask of our soldiers, not for the mobilization, but the pre-mobilization, all the gates and requirements that have to be met with that. You know, how do y'all as a command team, um, when y'all go out there in the force and talk to the traditional M-Day soldier, how do y'all talk about balancing that family life, that civilian work life, the great commitment that those soldiers have made to the state of Georgia, all that together to still maintain y'all's retention rate, which is on the best in Georgia? Like everybody wants to know the secret. How do we do it? Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing that at any level of leadership that we can do is, is provide soldiers the, the most amount of predictability that we can. You know, let them know that, 
hey, during this time period, this is what's going to be going on. This is what is expected of you. And the way that, that the Army is designed right now with, with the National Guard and how we rotate, you know, we really rotate on, on five-year cycles. So if you kind of look at what we're coming into this year, back up five years, we mobilized. Five years before that, we mobilized. Five years before that, we mobilized. And kind of the way it works is, you know, the kind of first three years are kind of supposed to be your your reset years, um, focus on individual tasks, go to schools and things like that. And then for your next couple of years, start to go into the collective piece. And what that means is the time requirements uh, start to increase and then you lead up into the mobilization. So we try to get the families and the soldiers to understand that that way they can have some predictability, uh, know, know when they can take the, the more tougher jobs at work, you know, get promotions, go to schools and things like that, and, and be able to share that with their with their, uh, their their schools, their employers to say, hey, this is what I have going on in my life at this point. You know, communicate that with their spouses and try to and try to stay true to that as, as much as we can. But sometimes it's difficult because other things come up. You know, for example, when the brigade came back from the last mobilization, technically we should have went into a reset year, some individual training, and it kind of Gave soldiers a chance to take a break. But unfortunately, you know, things happen in the world that we cannot control that sometimes our state and nation want us to do also, such as COVID response, the elections that we responded to that you just that you just talked about and things like that that have uh, kept us busy, you know, not to mention, you know, hurricane response, flood response and things like that. And we've done those things and we've done them well and we've done them successfully. And that's only because, as our Major Kenny said, you know, our soldiers care. You know, we're volunteers. They volunteer. You know, we haven't made anybody do anything. You know, the soldiers do things because they want to. Uh, and when they can only do that because of family support, you know, because of employer support, because of school support and allowing the flexibility and the understanding to our soldiers. But what we've got to do as leadership is when we give you a training plan and a training schedule, that is the predictability. That is the contract that I owe you to make sure that we stay true to that as much as possible so we don't cause interruptions within your lives that you weren't planning for that causes consternation or conflicts with everything else that you have going on in life. Yeah, and so how, and so how the soldier can manage that, like communication is key. Well, you got to communicate with your significant other. You have to communicate with your civilian employer. You got to communicate with your kids and, and that and that family support group, other than your immediate family, right? And our soldiers have been doing a great job of that. They're going to continue to get better at it and do a better job of it. And one of the things that we found, we talk about retaining families, retaining that civilian employer support, is that communication bridges that gap, right? And what we've done is push down the authority to authorize splits to these soldiers if there's a significant family event that you're only going to get one of, or there's a first game, or there's something going on at work civilian-wise that you need to be there to get promoted, anything of that nature, if that is communicated early enough, and if we're not in in a field situation or on a DISC mission or civil support or anything like that, then those company commanders, troop batteries and company commanders, have the authority to say, hey, you know what, You, you can have that time. And then, hey, you can make it up here. You can do a split before drills. What we'd rather see is a split before. You need it then, hey, come in on these days and do it. And let that civilian employer, that family, they all get together with the soldier and they come up with what works for them. And those that communicate effectively typically are the ones that have a way easier time navigating through the 48th IBCT, the George Army National Guard, because we are at the tip of the spear for any operation whether it be a DISCA operation, Defense Support of Civilian Authorities, or a uh, 
a defense, a DOD deployment, right? So communication is key for those of you who hear me. Get up on the net early and often. The more information that we have, the more we can work with, and that will allow your transition in between these two parts of your life to, to go smoothly. Yeah, I think, I think one thing that the 48th has done a phenomenal job, and y'all continue to do a great job at it, is put that decision-making process to the lowest echelon possible. So those first sergeants, those young company commanders, you know, are given – you know, the lead way to make those decisions to say, hey, do we really need to drill in December? You know, I don't know. Maybe we do, but maybe we don't. Maybe we give that time back. And as y'all have heard me say it and we continue to echo it, Sergeant Major, you're dead on the money. Like we recruit soldiers, but we retain families, you know. And, and so that retention, obviously y'all are doing it right. Y'all are killing the retention goal out there. And it just speaks really highly of not only the command team here in the room with me today, but the command teams at different echelons throughout the brigade on how y'all are getting after that. Challenging, that is a challenging, complex uh, mission set, and y'all continue to excel at that. So that is, uh, that's huge for the formation. All right, so we're speaking kind of a families. So what, um, I know we got some yellow ribbon events that are coming up too. So when we're speaking out to the families, what do y'all uh, want to talk to the families about? What kind of information do they need to know uh, with the support uh, with them. And then as we kind of talk that, maybe we'll segue to a little bit on half the brigade is going forward. You know, what's the other half of the brigade doing um, that's not going forward and to support the state of Georgia and the and the, the rear debt of the 48, sir? Yeah, so the, the yellow ribbons are a, are a phenomenal f- event for families to come out to. There's, there's several things that, that you learn there. Uh, number one, you get to hear from the senior leaders of our organization. They come out and they talk to us, and they appreciate you for, for everything that you're doing. And you get to kind of hear things at the higher levels of leadership of what's important uh, to them. Uh, in addition, you, you get to learn about what resources are available uh, that the Georgia Army National Guard has, has to offer. Not only what resources are there, but how to attain those resources and any kind of assistance that you may need. Then outside of that, you know, you, you get to meet people. You get to meet people that you can relate to because you're going through a similar situation with your loved one uh, about to go on a mobilization. And you also get to learn the leadership of your unit's uh, family readiness groups who are there uh, to help you. And if you ever get yourself in a bond or a situation or you just need something, you know, they're the first ones that you that you reach out to. And conversely, if there's something that you have that you want to offer up to the soldiers that are mobilized or a great idea that you have for the soldiers, that's also the entity uh, that, that you can use to get that information out also. Yeah, and, and what a tremendous event for each of those yellow ribbons, for each of our uh, battalions going forward, for those spouses and, and family members to network with the other ones. Nobody understands what you're going through other than the other family member that's also going through it yeah, as well, right. right? So I know all of us through these yellow ribbon events and through multiple deployments have, have seen spouses come together and, and really lock in some lifelong friendships and support channels through our deployments, through our yellow ribbons. And I can't express how valuable or it's really, you can't even put a price on how much value that adds to the spouses when they have somebody to lean on. And it really gets them through the nine months, the 12 months, the 18 months. And if something goes on at home, hey, your spouse can reach out to them and it can get fixed without you being there. And that, that is peace of mind for the soldier that is forward to have that support group out there because mom and dad may not be there. Excuse me. Other family members may have to work and they not be there, but that other spouse is doing the same thing you do. That that support group, it it multiplies right. out throughout the formation, and then that's always there. And you just can't you just can't see how valuable that is. Yeah. 
And so with, when we're talking about families, you know, it, it's, it's not lost on us, again, how much time that we, we ask of our soldiers, but kind of going back to that. And we'll talk this when the, uh, when the sergeant's major come in at the battalion level on our next segment. But, you know, I don't want to leave here today without talking about a little bit of the train-up that the 48th Brigade has already accomplished prior to this mobilization. So we had a very successful XCTC where I can say we, because I was sitting in your seat when we went through that, right? And then, um, and then 1121 with the other battalion supported that mission with that JRTC rotation. So if we can just kind of talk about that, all the successes that, that, uh, that the 48th Brigade's had with those battalions. Yeah, I tell you, the, the, the train up over the last two years has been, been very uh, intense and we've gotten some great results. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, last summer, uh, we went into XETC. Uh, this year, we had a JRTC rotation. We also had Agile Spirit. And I will tell you, uh, executing those events and activities is one thing, but what it takes to get to execution is another thing. Uh, when you focus on getting to the collective training, making sure that the soldiers are getting there, that you've got the right number of soldiers uh, with the boots on ground to do the training, the right levels of leadership, then all of the stuff that has to happen back out at, at, at home station at the company level and below just to get prepared to actually execute uh, those events because when you get to those events, that's, that's the football game. Okay? You've, you've had to do all the practice you know, up to that point. Uh, so with XETC, that was a phenomenal uh, training experience for us. You know, and, and it's one thing is going through the training, but what you really get out of it is what do you do after the training. What are, what are the after-action reviews? What are the lessons learned? And how do we improve to make ourselves better? And that's exactly what we did after XCTC so that we could go through our next year to train up to do all the stuff that we did at GRTC and uh, with Agile Spirit. Um, GRTC is, is an experience of one in itself. There's no better training that the Army can provide. Um, getting there is one thing. Executing that training is another. Uh, but with Agile Spirit also, another significant event and that just brought another dynamic of, of lessons learned and experience to us because what we got out of that uh, that we didn't get with JRTC is we actually mobilized a battalion's worth of people and equipment. That is a real-world experience, you know, putting stuff on, you know, trains, boats, airplanes, and things like that to get there and get back. You know, and once again, there's another Super Bowl-type event that you take the lessons learned from the ARs to make yourself better, but this time – it's more real because the next thing that you do, the next football game, is your actual mobilization. Uh, so uh, those things are, are all important, very intense, and now we are where we are uh, with the mobilization. And just to talk about mobilizations right now where we are in the world, you know, uh, Afghanistan, we're out of Afghanistan, not so much going on in Iraq anymore, things like that. Uh, but we've got to find ways to remain relevant. Right. So with these mobilizations that we have going on right now, uh, we're very fortunate for the 48th to be one of the brigades selected to have the mobilizations because when we talk about a five-year period, you, now you're talking about generational experience and generational uh, leadership that you're able to require through these mobilizations uh, because it's not going to happen again for another five years. So in between then, you know, we'll have a couple years of individual training. We'll go back through a JRTC cycle, back through um, – XETC and things like that. So what we got to think about is the soldiers that we have right now that are in positions that they're in right now, what they're seeing now, they're going to be in higher levels of positions, higher levels of leadership, and they're going to draw back on the experience that they're getting now and apply those to the next time around. So that's why 
these things are so critical for us because mobilization opportunities are going to reduce. But here we have the opportunities to get soldiers trained uh, to be able to, to continue to carry on kind of the, the foundation and the, uh, the legacy that we have in 48th to continue to be, you know, at the tip of the spear uh, like we have been. But we've got to take advantage of these opportunities and remember everything that we do. Again, it goes back to the lessons learned in the AR. So, you know, the mobilization isn't the end-all, be-all, right? There's still things that we have to learn in AR even after the mobilization so that we know what to prepare for next time. I sit in this seat right now as a brigade commander, Sergeant Major Kenny since next to me as a brigade commander, Sergeant Major. This, even for us at our level, is still a developmental opportunity. We don't know everything. We're not going to get everything right. We're going to learn stuff. But even for us, it's stuff that we're going to have with us two, three years from now that we'll be able to fall back on to make better decisions, to plan better for our soldiers to help them be more successful in the future also. Yeah, and just running forward that football, Sergeant Major Ballinger, Command Sergeant Major Ballinger, from you coming in from the 48th through XCTC, then we have the JRTC rotations, like all those AAR notes, like make no doubt the boss and I now are looking back at those going, hey, all right, what do we need to do here to get forward? And, and the great thing about that is, is, as we talk about generational experience, hey, we're on a patch chart again in, in another five years. You know, you start looking ahead to 2029, 2030, the 48th Brigade is slated to go somewhere again. And everybody in the formation, as Colonel Baker said, is getting some experience at some level, as we all did as E4s and E5s for Iraq, first lieutenants, captains. Yeah, those, your, those key mobilization. leader developmental yeah. assignments, man. There's none, yeah. there's none that's going to test you more than taking one of those. And I would challenge anybody, who has had the opportunity to do it from enlisted, NCO, senior NCO, command team, then we've had in the 48th, right? I know both of our kids are in, so they stay in as long as you and I, and they're, they're probably going to run the same gamut too, so we get to look back at those. And if we talk about just currently, like we've done everything from individual to collective to the ODTs and getting overseas with, with 3rd Battalion to Agile Spirit, right? So we, we know that that mobilization process, how we hit the gates from individual team, squad, platoon, company right so what we're going to do for this deployment is we're going to take our lessons learned and we're going to start over again and so late november we're going to hit individual again then we're going to go into a post mob train up and we're going to go back to collective and we're going to build from individual to team to squad to company and then we're going to go to another mobilization site and we're going to validate everything we learned up until that point and then when we get the up down from that validation site then the very next day we're going to move into country so that those lessons learned are in this revolution, this evolution that just keeps going and keeps going. And all we do is get better. You never perfect it. You just keep getting better and, and passing that knowledge down to the other one. And thank God in the 48th Brigade, we have the opportunity to do that every five years. Yeah, that's that's, that's true. I, I tell you, you know, sitting and, and looking at y'all today and as we have these conversations, you, you know, I kind of go back and go, it's almost uncomfortable for me because I feel like I should be sitting in your chair you know, Ray, and, and yeah, I know, yeah, come on and go, right? Um, but y'all are truly an elite command team. You know, you are. So with kind of saying that, just what what's the secret on that? You know, how does your two personal and professional relationship, right, how does, how does, that, <laughs> how does that resonate throughout not only the 48th Brigade, right, and, and be uh, what you want your battalion command teams to look like, but really throughout the state of Georgia and through all rank structures to look and say, hey, one day I want their job. Man, that command team is unbreakable. They're doing great things. And uh, so how, how do y'all kind of 
how do y'all kind of push that information down? Hey, it's pretty simple. As long as he does what I say, <laughs> we're good. No problems whatsoever. And I mean, I really, you know, don't know. No, uh, but in all seriousness, the first thing that, that we understand is that uh, we are looked at just like any other brigade command team as an example of leadership and what a command team should be. So uh, I won't sit here and say that we agree on everything. You know, everything is, you know, roses and all that kind of stuff and chocolate. But we do have disagreements. Um, and, 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 you know, we, we talk through those, those, those things that we don't agree on. And we come to a, a resolution on um, how to move forward with whatever that situation is. Uh, but once we've made that decision, um, that's it. You know, when we go external, you know, nobody else is going to know that, that we had a disagreement, uh, you know. And it's all, always not about my way or the highway or Sergeant Major's way or the highway. You know, a lot of this leadership thing, it's, it's an art. You know, you've got to have a lot of buy-in uh, with one another because if there's no, no buy-in at the leadership level and at your staff levels, the effort to get done what needs to be done is not going to be 100%. You know, but as as a command team and as staffs, if there's buying, everybody takes ownership of what the way forward is, then everybody else is going to go 100 percent towards whatever that objective or goal is. And so for Sergeant Major Kenny and I, um, you know, we don't in other pieces, we don't make decisions in a bubble. You know, uh, we call we've got subject matter experts within the brigade staff. We have folks with their experiences that that we don't have or, or more than what we have. And we'll call them and ask them. We're not shy or bashful to or, or bashful to say. Hey, I need, I need a little bit of help on this one. I understand that's something I need a little bit more information. Uh, you know, we're not always, always so quick to make a decision just to make a decision. We take tactical pauses to make sure that we understand completely uh, the impacts of whatever decision is going to be made to get done whatever needs to get done. Yeah, so any any, any command team, there, there's nothing uh, dictatorial uh, about that at all. You know, you got to you have to bring a consolidated front to your formation, no matter you're at the company battery troop level, you're at a battalion level, uh, and at the brigade level. So, so one of the things that I'm most excited, happy about, and have a lot of respect for in mine and Colonel Baker's relationship is exactly what he said. No matter what we come out of that door saying, we've already had that conversation behind closed doors. And that is <clears throat> integral to a command team. If there's going to be something that you think you may have some friction on, and friction's not a bad thing. Never shy away from friction yeah. when you're in a command relationship because that's how each other grow. There may be something that Colonel Baker tells me that I wasn't aware of. I wasn't cognizant of, of that second and third order effect and vice versa. But best believe when we come out of that, when we come out of that, so-called door and give that order or that guidance to the brigade that we've had that we've had that conversation and we understand one another right and and the other great thing about it is you know sometimes you got to surround yourself with smart people yeah not sometimes yeah some people don't think so they think hey i got this this is my command i'm gonna run it what i say is is gospel and sometimes that may be the case but more often times than not your circle needs to be inclusive of people who may be and probably are a little bit smarter than you in different subjects because you can't be the master of it all. Yeah, that was very easy for me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so I appreciate you leaving that open yeah. for me. But from, from the one, the three, the four, yeah. the six, everybody, you know, that team truly is very helpful to how 
we come to conclusions and how we run the brigade because they're going to tell us what what right looks like, what we should do in this instance, especially on the one. I'm a, I'm a knuckle dragon moron when it comes to one stuff, right? I just want to break in case of war. <laughs> so you know, thank God for the one shot that keeps me, you know, between my left and right yeah. limits. But those people all all, if you don't get that right, I don't, I don't think you end right. So you got to start right to end right yeah. and I think I think between yourself and Colonel Baker y'all set up a really great team the team we have now going forward is a really great team and that's just such an important part is that the whole team is nested with Colonel Baker's intent and we all get it and we're all not afraid to have that friction but make no doubt that when we come through with guidance that we're all on the same page yeah I'll tell you sir you and uh, you and you Sergeant Major y'all make it look easy y'all do for the command team hey I appreciate y'all coming in and uh, taking some time this morning with your extremely busy schedule uh, preparing for the mobilization to come in and just spend some time with us today and uh thank you colonel baker thank you command sergeant major kenny you know god bless you godspeed i know you'll take care of our soldiers um, get them to the mission get them home successful and uh, we look forward to that hey join us next time as a host of 48th brigade battalion command sergeants major as we can kind of continue this conversation um their perspective for the upcoming mobilization for the 48th Infantry Brigade Combat Team.